Hello, the message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's Favorite House Canada. We pray that as you listen, God's light will flood your heart and transform you forever. Amen. Amen. How many of us remembered, you know, a teaching we did before COVID? I mean, when COVID was at its peak. How many of us remember? We did it online on... I'm coming. I'll tell you the teaching. We did it on Google Meet. And the topic was the aftermath. How many of us remember? Let me see your hands up. You're not in this church then. Where were you? <laughs> so how many of us remember the aftermath? If I say I will give $500, now people start remembering things. <laughs> but there's no money today. <laughs> because you can get it easily. It's very easy. So we are going, for those that, let me see your hands. If you remember the teaching, aftermath, we spoke about four categories of people. Bidemi, I trust you. Bidemi is always... Uh, you should remember. Uh-uh. We've talked about four categories of people. Maybe it's not what... The name has not changed. That's why it's called the aftermath reloaded. Hallelujah. The aftermath reloaded. You know, so what we spoke about basically was... Um, the fact that... You know, some people came and gave testimonies today and they were like, wow, they wish COVID did not end. <laughs> and it reminded me of a conversation with someone that was angry with one apostle in Nigeria that said this COVID should not go <laughs> so I wanted to say don't let them catch you all of you that said that anyway but we all know what they are talking about right COVID the Bible says when there is a casting I will say there is a lifting up now the world you see people affected in different ways you know in course of this pandemic people have lost their jobs people have lost their homes People have lost families. I mean, if you hear people's story, you'll be shocked. That is not the same Canada that you are. There are people that can't seem to... In fact, I read a report yesterday evening that a lot of people have left Canada. People that came in newly as PR, they had to go back to their own countries. A lot. I'm talking of tens of thousands. A, a report was done. A lot of people left. You know, and here we are, smiling. People are buying houses. People are buying cars. People are getting new jobs. Some people got two jobs in course of COVID. And you're like, how is that happening? So basically, when God gave us the word, the aftermath back then, what we were talking about was, at the end of the pandemic, who are you going to be? So we said there are four categories of people. You know, but the thing about revelation, you know, so when you, the spirit of God is awesome. In course of preparation, when God told me to speak about this, the spirit of God says, I have improved on that teaching. And I'm going to release one more category to you. So there are no more four. There are now going to be five categories of people. That was number one. Number two was, remember when we did the teaching? At the end of teaching, I asked, which category do you want to belong? A lot of you chose... Huh. You don't even know the, so if you don't know the category you chose, how are you praying it? How are you making it happen? What category did you choose? Ah! Okay, 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 I agree with you, okay, I leave you, <laughs> okay, okay, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, and it's okay, hallelujah, glory be to Jesus, we're on, we're on this journey, we're on this journey, and we'll get there, now, so thank you so much, you chose Isaac, right, what, what else, who, who chose something else, eh? 
Jennifer, did you say something? <laughs> Don't be something, no. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, so what else? Now, I want us, oh, yeah, let's quickly go. I don't need us to go. Now, I said, with this, with the, I said this thing has changed a little. So we have five categories. We don't have four anymore. Now, listen clearly. What God is saying is, you can be in multiple categories now. It doesn't have to be only one. So you can choose where you want to be. That's one. Number two, people can move from a category to the other. You can transition from one. So as I go through these categories of people, if you find yourself in one of the maybe not so good categories, I want to encourage you, don't worry. You can move. You can decide where you want to be. It's open. I remember when we did the teaching then, I don't think that was the option to move. It didn't sound like you could move. It sounded like if you are where you are, that's where you are. But God is saying you can move from one category to the other. So quickly, we are going to go into it. The first set of people. So at the end of the pandemic, the first categories of people that you see are the victims. The victims. Who are these victims? These are people that maybe lost loved ones. These are people that lost their jobs. These are people that lost their homes. These are people that could not afford to pay their mortgages any longer and their houses went into foreclosure. These are people that lost their livelihood. These are people that lost their businesses. I know of a business that I'm still look trying to understand how they will come out of this pandemic because I know the amount by estimation what they pay every month for rent is about forty thousand dollars and you've not been able to operate for six months. Where do you post that? Government to pay <laughs> I know people that have organizations that have told me it's not easy. it's not as easy as actually the rental part is not so easy. And you know the thing I found out during the pandemic we were renting, when the pandemic started, we were at the former location. So I felt, ah, with this pandemic, they may, not, they may not be taking, maybe they will just give us rent break. We need to pay rent. So normally they take their rent, I think on the, on the is it on the 30th? They started taking it on the 20th. Even earlier. They were not wasting time. So nobody was pitying anybody. So it was just the government that was having mercy on God. The owners of investments, let me ask you a question. If you had a house during COVID, you had a tenant in the house, will you say they should not pay? What of your mortgage? But you know, as a child of God, you should say they shouldn't pay. But that's the topic for another time. <laughs> that's the topic for another time. Don't let's start that now. So anyway, who are these victims? These are people that, for no fault of theirs, they were negatively affected. We're not going to read the scripture, but I'll just give you some scriptures to go read as you go along. You know, Exodus 14, 27 to 28 talks about how the children of Egypt drowned. The Bible says not one of them escaped when they were pursuing the children of Israel. Now, do you know this thing? These guys were following others. Do you understand? Have you thought of it? These were soldiers that were following the orders of their master. I'm sure amongst them, there may, be, there may have been a few that their wives would say, don't go. God is with these people. See, they killed our first son died a few nights ago or last night. And now you want to go and, 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 and pursue them. And now we say, I'm a soldier. I have to obey authority. And he went with, he will, have, he will have gone with the band of soldiers. What will have happened to him? Drowned. So don't look at victims always as bad people. No. No. Don't look at victims as sinners. 
Don't look at victims as unlucky people. No. Anyone can be a victim, but we will not be victims in the name of Jesus. And perhaps you are here today and you've lost someone, you've lost your job, you've lost your livelihood. God will restore in the name of Jesus. I remember a young couple that came to meet me. They told me, oh, COVID is so bad. People are looking, losing jobs. Everything is so horrible. We've not, we lost our jobs. We don't even know how we are going to survive. We are trying to do all sorts of odd jobs. But when God came, they opened their lives and their hearts to God. In that same COVID, God provided jobs for the both of them. So my, my, my point to you today is, you do not need to stay a victim. And you will not stay a victim in the name of Jesus. The second set of people are the pessimists. There are some people, ah, how, many of you, how do you feel? I hope you are not one of those people that were sharing WhatsApp video during COVID. How many of you saw those WhatsApp videos? The conspiracy. Wouldn't people be embarrassed now? God save them, I don't have time. If you are close to me, I will not be keeping your message. Then this kind of time, I will not be forwarding it to you. But people said, the housing market will crash. <laughs> people, it will crash. Houses will come to 100,000 in London. Is it true? Eh? <laughs> that amen you said. Some people don't want that amen. No. <laughs> Some people want the housing market to keep going to 1 million. I was thinking to all the He said, Pastor, the house must reach 1 million. Ah, <laughs> I said, you don't want people to buy us again. <laughs> Listen to me. Remember what I said? The housing market is going to crash. Nothing good that the world is ending. The world is growing stronger. Ah, I'm not praying, no. <laughs> this is the fact. That it's not everything that's prayer. Are you not observing? Are you guys not seeing? Even the airlines that we thought were going to crash, some of them, are, a lot of them are still flying. They are receiving bailouts. Things are still happening. So the pessimists are like people that will say, you know what? Hmm. This is the end. And because of that attitude, guess what? They are, not able, not, they are not able to get anything because they've confessed negatively. An example is the, the story of Elisha. One, you know, the king's servant. How many of you know this story? Let me quickly read it for you. Quickly. You know, there was a time that there was famine in the land and it was so bad. Let me tell you how bad it was. So that you, you know that then I was telling you guys when I told you this story, I said, Are we at this level yet? People said no, clearly. Now let me read what I'm trying to say. The Bible says in the book of 2 Kings 6, 24 to 29. It says, Sometime later, however, King Ben Adad of Aram mustered his entire army and besieged Samaria. As a result, there was great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 pieces of silver. Donkey's head. And a cup of dove's dung. Do you know the meaning of dove's dung? Dove's poop. People were eating dove's poop. Sold for five pieces of silver. One day, as the king of Israel was walking along the wall of the city, a woman called to him, please help me, my lord, the king. He, ans he answered, if the lord doesn't help you, what can I do? I have neither food from the threshing floor nor wine from the press to give you. But then the king asked, what is the matter? She replied, this woman said to me, come on, let's eat your son today. Then we will eat my son tomorrow. So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, kill your son so we can eat him. But she has eaten her son. It got so bad that they were eating their children. Cannibals. 
May God not let you get to the point. And you know, it's when I see people saying, War! Let us fight war! I'm like, yes, you are very, you don't know what war is, oh. They were eating their children. They were eating doves poop. Maybe with bread, a sandwich. I have to make it vivid. You can not understand. Imagine those poop and bread. When you get up there, about to eat bread sandwich, just imagine what they went through. With cow milk. God bless you. <laughs> ah! You know? Now listen. So, this story went on. I'm going to jump a little. So, they went to meet Elisha. And Elisha replied. He said, listen to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow in the market of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver and 12 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The officer assisting the king sent to the man of God. That couldn't happen, even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. But Elisha replied, you will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. Let me go down into that story. Do you know what now happened? Those soldiers, as they were gathered, Aramean soldiers, as they were there, the Bible says the Lord made them begin to hear a, like sounds of chariots and horses. And they ran away and they left everything. The Bible will say that they left all their clothes, that their clothes left a trail to the river Jordan. So meaning they were running, they were removing their clothes. So two lepers said, instead of dying, let's just go to the town and see what's even happening there. They went there, they saw empty camp. They started eating from 10 to 10. They now remembered, let's go back. It would be unfair for us to take all these things. Let's go back and tell them. They now went to the king. If I went and told the king first, the king didn't believe. He had to send soldiers. He said it may be a trap. That maybe those soldiers are hiding in the bush or somewhere. They want them to come, then they will attack them. So he sent spies. They went to check. And really, that was what it was. Everything deserted. So guess what happened? Once the news went out, everybody ran. out of was running out of the place to go to the camp to get food. Now it was that soldier that said, even if God opened the windows of heaven, it can never happen. It was one opening the door. Guess what happened? They trampled on him and killed him. Now, there are people in this COVID season that have said, even if God changes anything, it's going to be bad. Be careful what camp you belong. Be careful what you say. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. The pessimists are people that believe nothing good will come out. In your eyes, you just be seeing things happening in people's lives. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will change your mindset. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, the number three thing that God is giving us, this one was not part of it before. This third set of people are the spectators. They are the spectators. And you have to be careful that you don't fall into the group of spectators. You know who the spectators are? They are not pessimists. They are not victims. They are seeing good things happening, but they are always talking about other people's good things. They are fans. Wow! Uh -uh. Jide has bought a house now. Have you seen how much houses are going for in London? It's expensive. <laughs> people are making money in London. People are getting jobs. People are doing this. So you're just, some people are just witnessing it, but they're not able to access it. <laughs> you know the story of um, Peter and the disciples, Matthew 14, 24, 29, when Jesus was walking on water. Jesus said, Peter said, can I come, master? Jesus says, come. And Peter, do you know what would have happened if Peter was walking on water? The other disciples would have said, Wow! Peter is walking on water. Wow. Peter is walking on water. If you are among them, should you not have tried? Do you, I don't know. I might be one thinking like this. If you are on the boat with Peter, should you not also have wanted to have the experience? Is, is that an abnormal thought? Do you get what I'm saying? Should you not also have said, ah, 
Pastor, can I also walk? Because Peter is walking. You to you enter. Jesus did not limit who could come. But they were the spectators. Peter is walking on water. Peter is walking on water. They even wrote it different translations of it. They even wrote it their translation. I mean, in their own scripture, they wrote it in their own books, in their, on their accounts. Peter walked on water to the master. My brother, what happened to you? Spectators are people that see the things happening and they just talk about it. They are witnesses, but they don't have the experiences. I pray in the name of Jesus that as many spectators as we have online joining us or physically present here, the God of heaven will move you. <laughs> you will remain in that stage in the name of Jesus. Because listen to me, things are changing. Everything is changing. The business world, as you see it, is changing. Things you could do before, they are no more available, but more doors are opening. Let me ask you a question. Think of someone that the person's business used to be to manufacture plexiglass. Do you know he will have been a very regular person? What will you be seeing? How many people buy plexiglass? But you know when COVID came, plexiglass became one of the most sought-after materials for businesses. They needed to put it. That was part of regulation. You need to demarcate yourself on people. Every store, those guys were running out of stock per, per, per second. Plexiglass. Some other people, what they do is alcohol. That's what they sell. Maybe a, a low-grade company that doesn't sell, that are not able to get contract to supply the bigger, maybe brewing companies and all that. So what they sell is alcohol and business has been normal. COVID came. You know what alcohol does with COVID? You know sanitizer are made with alcohol. Let me give you something. Let me start changing your mind, your, the way you think from today. Let me just give you, this thing I'm going to tell you, we start shaping the way you think. When I heard that COVID vaccine, they had found it. I was talking with a few friends. Guess what my question was? And I thought it was a question that everybody should be asking. But from their reaction, I knew people don't think like that. I asked them, how do they make it? Perhaps, is there one ingredient that maybe I can go and source? Because I know that whatever they are using to make it, if it let's, imagine, let's say that was a natural thing, like Moringa, for instance. That Moringa was one of the things used to make the COVID vaccine. It will run out. Like, they, whatever, whoever is supplying them will not have enough. You are talking of the old world. My mind was, ah, can I go and have a farm? What can I do to help the government and, of course, help my business? What are you thinking? A lot of us look at ourselves and think we can't make a difference. But that now takes us to the next two categories we are talking about. The next one, after the spectators, are the Josephs. Who are the Josephs? You remember when Joseph was in, in the prison? Pharaoh had a dream. He couldn't interpret it. They called Joseph. Joseph interpreted the dream and gave them the solution. Guess what happened? He became the prime minister. Who are the Josephs? Josephs are those that are solution providers. Listen, almost every industry at this time is impacted by the virus. Some people are creating things. In fact, I heard recently that someone is doing, um, for in, well, in, I don't, it's not popular in Canada, but in Nigeria, you know, people supply diesel, like, right, um, to different houses. Someone did, like, an Uber kind of app for diesel supply. So diesel manufacturers, they register with the guy. People that need diesel will go on the app and book. Are you getting what I'm saying? Things are changing. Start thinking. Start thinking. And we are children of God. God is always trying to pour out ideas to us, but guess what? We don't listen. 
What time do you have to sit down and say, God, what are you saying? When you have conversations with people about COVID, are you just gossiping about the person that has lost their job? Or how you can make lives better? The Josephs are those that God is giving solutions. Are those that are going to be providing solutions to the situation because there are challenges. A lot of people, restaurants for a while, a lot of them, they have drive throughs They have to create drive throughs A lot of home viewing, you can't do it physically again. When you want to buy a house, PDI, what do you do? It's virtual. Or even if it's not virtual, you don't even do PDI any longer. Is there a way someone can bridge that gap? Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? There are things that need to be solved at this time. And God will give you solutions in the name of Jesus. Finally, this last set of people are the people I call the Isaacs. Who are Isaacs? These are the people that are not afraid to sow. They are not afraid to invest. They are not afraid to do things in this time. I remember an opportunity came during COVID, at the peak of COVID, you know, to get something, like a real estate acquisition with a, a few friends. And my mind was, <laughs> I know other markets are moving. This one, how will it be? And I said, I felt God say, go ahead and do it. I said, okay, I will sow. And I remember when we got our own, like a day after, the whole thing sold out. Do you know what I mean? When something sells out, do you know what happens? The price appreciates. So there are people that, I had a, <laughs> oh, I have a friend. I have a friend. In the, in the tough, when COVID was at a peak, there was a new smart home that they are building, I think somewhere in the GTA. Awesome smart home. This is my friend wanted to buy a house. And he had, he had the money available, the funds to pay the down payment and all that. And they took him to see the smart homes. And they were selling it for 900000 And my friend was like, this is a deal. Himself and his friend, this is a deal. But this is my friend. Himself knows. It's part of category two. So he said, 900, are we sure this thing can sustain? What if the market crashes? And he told them, you know what, that, give it about two months. He then started asking them questions that were not reasonable. You know, and he left the meeting. Two months after that time, that place was selling for 1.5 million. Now, the friend he went to was very upset with him. And I said, but you have your own head. He said, why did you discourage me? You kept saying, we don't know what COVID we hold. don't know what COVID we hold. Listen, when Isaac, <laughs> Isaac was about to leave Egypt, God told him, do not leave. I will prosper you in this land. And the Bible says that Isaac, so let's look at the scriptures. Let's look at it. So you won't say that pastor is just saying what he doesn't know. The Bible says in Genesis 26, 12 to 13, then Isaac planted seed in that land as a farmer. You know what happens during farming? Things don't grow. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nothing grows. That's why it's called farming. No food, nothing. He says, Isaac planted seed in that land as a farmer, and he reaped in the same year a hundred times as much as he had planted. And the Lord blessed and favored him. And the man Isaac became great and gained more and more until he became wealthy and extremely distinguished. So some of us are like, ah, we don't know what will happen. Plant. See, listen to me. Don't keep seed. This is not the time to keep seed. I'm an advocate of saving. But in these times, try and put your money to work. Listen to me. Let me give you an illustration. I know this is meant to be a message, but I have to give you real facts of life so that you can think. I have to, to begin to bring out your thought process, begin to instill something in it. If you had $20,000 to use as down payment, March, right, or April 2020, to use as down payment, 
the average value of houses in London, there was still about 400, thereabouts. So you could pay 5% down. That same townhouse now, to pay 5% down payment, you need about 35 to 30-something thousand. So is your 20,000 still 20,000 now? Are you seeing something? So what I'm encouraging someone is, I don't know where God has placed you. I don't know. Some people, is stocks they know how to buy. Please invest. Trust in God. Some people is real estate. Do something. Don't be afraid. Some other people is, is, is merchandise. You are into business, buying and selling. Invest. Because the funds you have now will not be the same in a few months. It's going to depreciate. So instead of tying funds down, it's just like this parable of the, of the talent. It's, that parable can be used in so many circles. It's like the parable of the talents. Don't bury your seed. Plant it in the ground. Imagine a farmer that harvests and has so many. And my mom told me, because my, my grandfather was a farmer, she told me that when they harvest, one of the things they do immediately is to get the next, what they're going to use for the next planting. They don't eat everything. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I want God to open your eyes. I pray in the name of Jesus that the Isaacs in our midst will rise. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Psalm 1 verse 3, it says they are like the trees planted along the river bank. Who are these people? The righteous. Bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither. They prosper in all they do. When COVID is done, people are going to have stories to tell. A lot of people go on YouTube and be writing, you know all these people on YouTube, how I made it during COVID. I don't want you to be looking at it and be saying, ah, what was I doing? The word has come. And listen to me. Nothing is too small to use as a seed. Don't mix it up. I'm not joking with you. Like, even if it's $50, plant it. A lot of times we look at it and you think you must start big. No! What can you do? Go to God and say, God, what do you want me to do with this seed? Where do you want me to plow it, to put it into? God will open your eyes. Do something. Do something. I'm going to close with this scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4 to 6. The Living Bible. Listen to this. Let's read it together so that we enter our head. Read it together. If you wait, read on the screen. For, the, for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. God's ways are as mysterious as the pathway of the wind and as the manner in which a human spirit is infused into the little body of a baby while it is yet in its mother's womb. Keep on sowing your seed, for you never know which will grow. Perhaps it all will. And I pray in the name of Jesus that it all will. In the name of Jesus. So I just want you to open your mouth and begin to talk to God right now. Tell God where you want to be. I pray in the name of Jesus that anyone that is in the victim category will be transitioned to the Joseph and the Isaac category. I pray for every one of us that will be solution providers. In the name of Jesus. At the end of this pandemic, we will come out strong in the name of Jesus. By the time we are counting our blessings, it will be clear that we are children of God. I pray that you will experience increase. You will experience increase in the name of Jesus. The grace, the grace to move forward is upon the house right now. I want you to tap into that grace and begin to declare that I will not be where I used to be. I will not remain where I used to be. In the name of Jesus, I am no longer a spectator. I am no longer a spectator. In the name of Jesus, I receive the grace to be a solution provider. I receive the grace to see clearly and know where to sow. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that the blessings of the Lord, they make it rich. And they added no sorrow. 
That should tell us something. The blessing itself is not the riches. It didn't say the blessings. It didn't say uh, the blessings of the Lord are riches. No, it says the blessings of the Lord make it rich. A lot of us have the blessing in us, but God needs us to take the step that will convert it to riches. I pray in the name of Jesus that the path that God has created for you, you will see clearly. Listen to me. I don't know who you are that you are looking like. It's too late. How can I become one of those people? Trust me. There is still opportunity for you. There is still opportunity. If I want God to do in your life, it will be beyond your imagination if you can only yield. I, I'm encouraging you. You don't need to copy anyone. Go to God and say, God, what path do you have for me? What do you want me to do? God will open your eyes. You will see what others cannot see. Lord, we thank you. If you have anyone that is joining us and is saying, you know what, I don't know where to start. I've never given my life to Jesus. I want to give you this quick opportunity because if you are not in Christ, you will likely even not be in that. You can't be, how do you become a Joseph or, a, a, or an Isaac without the help of God? You need the help of God. So I want to give you quickly this opportunity you know, to run to God. The Bible says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Perhaps you've been a victim. You've been a victim. You've been a spectator. You've been a pessimist. You're saying, you know what? I don't know what to trust any longer. You can trust God. What do we anchor? You look at us and you're like, why are these people moving forward? It's because we have Jesus. And because we're able to walk with Jesus. I want to give you that same Jesus today. So wherever you may be, if you're present here online, I want to just raise up your hand. In signi by signifying that you are just saying I accept to be a child of God I want to be a child of God and I'm going to just say a quick prayer for you I want to just say after me Lord Jesus I thank you for dying for me on the cross of Calvary thank you for calling me to yourself thank you for connecting me to the Father thank you for that sacrifice thank you because what you've done I could not have afforded it Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for calling out to me. Thank you for standing at the door of my heart and knocking. I open my heart to you, Lord Jesus. Please accept me. In Jesus' name I prayed. Lord, I pray for your children right now. Your word says that whoever comes unto you shall in no wise cast away. As they have come to you today, Lord, I pray that you will accept them. Let them begin a purposeful and a new journey with you, Lord. Every wrong category that they belong to, Lord, I pray that you transition them to where they should be that you would change their lives for good. Honor and adoration we give unto you, Father. Lord, and I pray for your children that are hearing my voice today, that you will build their faith, Lord. Help them to trust you. Open their eyes to see where they need to plant. Open their eyes, Lord, that they will not guess. It will be clear. It will be clear. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.